took the draft order. So, this is how we're gonna do it. I spent a lot of time, put a lot of effort into it, got very excited. So, that'll go over there. This Everyone is on the count of three, put your hand in, pull out a piece of paper. Here we go, one, two, three. Oh, wow. There it this is. This is really exciting. Number oh, four. Number six. Number one. Number one. <laughs> Tim Brady, mother Congratulations. But that is not where you're going to be drafting. See the kids over there? The kid with your number is your kid. Where they finish in the race is where you draft. Huh, bitches? You, you didn't even pick your own child. That's good because she's not that fast. Dynasty, Debbie, Redraft, DFS, and Betty. Gridiron Fantasy Show has got you covered. Featuring my guys, Paul Edgington and... Derek Cook. Take it away, boys. Welcome in to this week's episode of the Gridiron Fantasy Show, that Dynasty Edition. I'm your host, Paul Edgington, joined by my co-host as always, Derek Cook. Derek, how are you doing on this fine evening? I'm doing just great, other than our, our database is not working for me. Uh, I know you said that you had some problems with it earlier, and now you're just working nice and smooth, but it seems like mine keeps crashing. I don't get it, but it is what it is. Uh, had a good week, but worked out in Zanesville today, so you know, people may not know where that's at. Obviously, if they listen, it's but it's over it's like an hour and 20 minutes away where I was working from my house. So <clears throat> to and from, had over two hours in the car. That sucked, but uh, good week of work. Glad to be the weekend. It's finally getting nice and hot. Feels like football weather out, baby. I'm ready. How about yourself? Oh, I'm doing just lovely. Holiday weekend's here. Fortunately for me, I work at home, so I didn't have to waste two hours of my, day, my Friday in the car like yourself. I actually had a early release so only had to work five hours today you got paid for the rest of the day so that's always nice on a holiday and then get monday paid holiday off so it's gonna be a good weekend you know off topic it's a big wrestling weekend wwe's got a pay-per-view this weekend or actually tomorrow afternoon saudi arabia their developmental brand nxt has one on sunday and my favorite wrestling AEW, has pay-per-view sunday night as well so Big wrestling weekend for me. Good shout out to WWE. Um, you know, I think we both grew up. Well, you more than me, obviously, but uh, I was definitely interested in it more as a kid. I know I've dibbled and dabbled in it again since growing up, per se. But uh, yeah, man. What which which pay per view is this? Is this? Uh, uh, it's uh, called Night of Champions, where okay. just about every championship is on the line except for Roman Reigns. Tribal chief. That son of a bitch got out of it. <laughs> is he is he over? I know we're going down a little bit of a rabbit hole, but is he is he over with the crowd? Oh yeah, he's a big time heel. Uh, Everyone hates him. I remember when they were trying to push him so hard as a face and it didn't work. But oh, yeah, back when we were, or you were more so into it back then when they were shoving him down our throats and nobody liked him. Yeah, I've I've always I mean I liked Roman Reigns then, but I'm I'm glad that he's finally over. And he plays a better heel. Oh, yeah. And he did a face, for sure. I mean, shit, he's been the champion for a thousand days now. So, he's he's over. He's over like Rover. Right. And then having, uh, he's still getting along with the Usos? Oh, uh, somewhat. That storyline's uh, breaking down here soon. Yeah, it seems they're like gonna, it with what I've seen on TikTok, that they had a little bit of a 
beef. Yeah, they're all going to split up here before too long. Which well, finally, I mean, the shit's been going on for long enough, over two years, right? You know, wrestling. If you don't watch wrestling, a single storyline going for over <clears> two years is damn near unheard of. They don't t- usually last more than a few months. Kind of tells me they didn't have any other options. Pretty much, but it's working. I, I think I saw uh, again down the rabbit hole. Enzo Amore is doing, getting trying to get back into wrestling, isn't he? Yeah. He's with a small promotion called MLW, Major League Wrestling. Okay. So and I, sh- I showed him in big cast their entrance to my my fiance, and she she thought I was so weird. Oh, I used to love that interest. Uh, it, it was my favorite. I had the notorious or the yeah the notorious. Was it notorious? What was cast shirts? What did it say across the front? Well, something like that. It was like Big G or something, Notorious yeah, G or something. something. I had I had that shirt. Yeah. <laughs> dude, yeah. As as a twenty three year old, I I had that shirt. Yeah, the I even cut WFT salt. This right great. here is Big Cass, and he's seven foot tall. And you can't and teach that. That's right. That shit was great. They work together. I got one word for you, and I'm gonna spell it out for. I love, I loved Enzo and and Big Cass. Sorry, they definitely were not. They were, they were over as fuck. They were, they were super over with the crowd. They were awesome. But yeah, they, they, their, their tag team didn't last long enough. Yeah, unfortunately, personal things got in the way. WWE didn't take too kindly of and fucked everything up. So, I mean, it's unfortunate. Yeah. I know Big Cass, he's actually in AEW right now. He's actually a pretty good wrestler, especially for a big guy. Oh, he, he's a lot better now. He's tightened up a little bit, got himself in shape compared to what he used to be. And I believe he had a, it was either a drug or alcohol problem, but he kicked the can on that within the last couple of years. So he's cleaned himself up and good for him. got in a lot better shape, and he's back at it. Oh, yeah. You always like to see people succeed and get healthy in life. That's good for him. Oh, yeah, absolutely. We'll go ahead. This is not a wrestling podcast, but... Although I would not be opposed to diving into it. I was going to say, God damn it, I'm sure we can cook one up. It'd be, that'd be fun. Get, Don't get, tip me. Get me back into watching it. There you go. But we will move on to what we're here for, the Dynasty Football Talk. As we like to say, the meat and potatoes. Yes, sir. Meat and potatoes the episode. We'll kick it off with... The big news story of this past week, DeAndre Hopkins, was released earlier today. He was not a post-June 1st designated cut, and the Cardinals are going to eat about close to $23 million in cap space, or dead cap, for cutting them. So that's a pretty big deal. Two years, years, yep. So that's Mm -hmm. a pretty big deal, especially if they're not going to do the post-June 1st. Not sure why they didn't do it. I haven't read that much into it yet. But I did not see it coming, him getting cut. I thought he'd be traded, he'd be moved, but surely didn't think he'd be released. I, I didn't either, to be honest. Um, kind of surprising. I mean, is it come out yet how much time Kyler's going to miss? Or is he going to miss any? Not yet, but if they're getting rid of D-Hop, I think it's kind of telling. And again, they, they got Colt McCoy, they drafted Clayton Toon, although, of course, he was a late pick. But I just think all signs are pointing to him missing most of the season. If not, I think he's going to miss all of it personally. That, that, that's where I'm at with it, too. I mean, no, obviously no insider information or nothing, but I, at least two-thirds 
of the season. You know, it's, and at that point, what's the point rushing back? You're not going to be a playoff team. Exactly, and yeah, they have their pick, and they have the Texans' pick, which are both projected to be top three picks at this this time. So a lot of rumblings are going around that what do they do with Kyler if they lay in the first pick? Do they take Caleb Williams and ship Kyler out? A la what they did with Josh Rosen and Kyler Murray. Got a very eerily similar situation going on there. And do they, you know, ship him out, draft Caleb, draft Marvin Harrison? What do they do? So it's gonna be an interesting storyline to follow throughout the season and going into the draft, depending on where their pick lands. Right. If it lands first, it's going to be... Yeah, he's gone. It's I mean, going to be rumor season all off-season next year. There's no doubt about it. He's out of uh, town. But who's going to take him with that big contract? That is the thing. And they're yeah. going to want a pretty penny for him. Let's yeah. say around Lamar Jackson asking price. Right. So Because we'll he just signed that extension before last season. So yeah. It's I don't even know if it's true, if it's kicked, kicked in, in yet. yet. Right. Right. So that'll be their big problem to figure out. But I guess that's, if you're rebuilding a team, it's a good problem, I guess. You get a top pick for the next upcoming QB, and then you also got Kyler locked in long term. It's. I mean, you could keep both hypothetically if you can make the money work. Yeah. I don't know what their books look like, but. Uh, probably not good right now. <laughs> right. Well, right. DeAndre Hopkins didn't help. No, I'm curious. Where do you think D-Hop's going to land? I saw the uh, Patriots are very interested in him. I think that would probably be the best spot for him to go. Um, get Mac, Williams, Mac Jones, another weapon. Um, hmm. I, I know the Ravens were said, interested in I was going to say, previously. I would have said the Ravens, but now they've got OBJ and they drafted uh, Zay Flowers. Bateman's coming back Bateman, healthy. Yeah, Bateman should finally be healthy. I'm not saying he wouldn't jump immediately to the top of that team's wide receiver room because he obviously would, but um, I just don't see it. I don't see the reasoning for it. You've got you've got three receivers now. Um, yeah, and they're gonna run a lot. I wouldn't of mind two tight end sets. Wouldn't mind going to Dallas. You guys gonna pop open that checkbook for him? No, I think he was Kansas City. He was also rumored there before. But now it's even easier. They don't have to give up any capital. Yeah, it's it's possible, and he'd probably take a pay cut to go there to compete. Oh yeah, I'm sure. He's been, you know, not knocking the guy, but he's been on losing teams his whole damn career. I'm sure he wants to win. Yeah, at some time or had, another, he's made his money by now. Him, he was on the Texans the one year they. I think they made the playoffs the one year with him and Deshaun. They made it back to back years, and they, they beat they the got, Bengals both years. Yeah, but then they got beat. Was it the last year they made it? They got beat by the Chiefs. They were up big and then got yeah, back on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that was the year they said, fuck it. We're sending DeAndre Hopkins out. Yeah, for David Johnson in a second. Yeah. Screw it. Fuck it. Yeah. I think he lands on KC. It's a pretty good landing spot. That's probably the, the odds-on favorite, I would say. It's got to be a um, one-down team, I think. Yeah. Considering his age, I would think he wouldn't. New England makes sense too because he'd go in there and immediately be the alpha, give Mac Jones somebody to throw the ball to. But it's fucking cold up there in Foxborough for one. Who's to say he wants to deal with that? Yeah, I'm sure he's going to want to go to somewhere where he is the alpha still. Right. I mean, sneaky teams I think could be like uh, the Lions maybe with what they got going on or 
Packers. The Packers make more sense than the Lions, I think. Chicago. I don't know. DJ, DJ Moore. Moore. Darnell Mooney. Yeah, I don't think they'd invest, invest in him. Uh, Browns. I was going to say, he could go back to Cleveland with his old buddy Deshaun. I wouldn't like that too much. I wouldn't either. That but would kill my Elijah Moore hype I got going. Yeah. And that would uh, uh, not be good for the division. If LA, if the Rams were looking to compete, I'd say Chargers. Maybe. Just I think it depends on his asking price. I'm sure he's going to want... He's going to want... Something like want, maybe what Odell got. Like yeah, he's going to want 12 to 15 a year guaranteed. Yeah, guaranteed. And he's going to want to go to a team that's, you know, going to compete. The top four team in, on, on that, in that division. Or in that conference, excuse me. I was going to say, everyone's a top four team. You get, you get what I'm saying. In, in that, Shit. In that conference. You get what I'm saying. Okay, we'll move on. Back to our good old trade se- trade segment. We had some trades this past week go down. And first up on the board involved DeAndre Hopkins. So, DeAndre Hopkins, Rashad Bateman, and Jonathan Taylor were traded away for the 109, 112, 209, and 24 first. So, three first and a second for JT, Bateman, and D-Hop. Albeit to the 23 seconds were both late. Uh, I think give me the JT side all day. Oh, I'm fucking breaking my phone screen, smashing that. Well, that's easy. I don't think it's close. Uh, Um, The 24 first is the defending champion who got these players. Right. So projecting that to be late now that he got these monsters. Midas Bateman, he's not a monster at all. He's, never mind, he's like Lola. (laughs) Space Jam, but... Yeah, that's a, that's easy. I, I don't know. This is the shit he tried to get you on earlier, giving away your three of your what now assets you're looking to move for let's, let's a say couple it, of pieces. Let's say it louder for people in the back. If you are stripping down your team and trying to get as much value and assets for them as possible, you don't trade all your assets to the same guy. You, no. You split them up. You know, I don't, I don't want to go the drug analogy, but you dime it out. You You, you know... You five here, ten there. You know, you you, you don't make big package deals like this. This no. is this is stupid. I mean, with both of those first this year being late and the second being late. I mean, this whole package for JT, basically. Yeah, depending or on damn, how the damn near, feeling, yeah. damn near close. You know, I'm still. I think I got JT as my RB two in Dynasty. I I I get three firsts and a second is is a lot. On paper. On paper, but you're talking the 112, the 109, a 24 first that you're waiting until next year for anyways, and then a 209 this year. N- none of those... You're getting four more than likely late picks. Right. None of those... I, I can't... In my opinion... I know you're not going to be able to replicate Jonathan Taylor's value or possibly production, but the point in getting picks is to try. Mm-hmm. There is nobody in these picks that yeah. is even close... I also am a firm believer if you trade away studs that you get back picks and a young asset. Yeah, ideally. Can't just take all picks in my opinion. Because then you're solely banking on those picks to hit. Yeah, when somebody's in the league already. Right. That one's pretty easy. Give me the package of Woodenow players far and away. Then the second trade we got, we have Christian Kirk, Christian Watson, and the 206. For Stephon Diggs, the 111 and the 201. 
I found this one to be uh, pretty intriguing. I think this was pretty close. <laughs> Look, yeah. Looking at it, um, I I yeah, probably I mean, getting... go the Christian Watson and Kirk side because yeah. I, I love Christian Watson. I think he has the potential to be what, like production wise and value wise, what Stephon Diggs was. Like obviously, Stephon Diggs' value has come down a little bit. Um, the one eleven and two hundred one. I mean, they're it's a first round pick and an early second, but. They're not doing much for me, personally. The two, the to me, the value but difference between one eleven and two oh six isn't significant. No, not really. Especially, we we have two rookie drafts going on. Our last two just started today. Actually, this particular draft is at one oh seven. I think you're on deck in that one. By the time it gets to one eleven, we're talking Jason. All these players will be gone. Jason, QJ, Addison. Then we're looking at possibly Kincaid, Zay Flowers being there. Yeah. If you're going running back, Zach Charbonnet. I mean, another eh. Right. But I'll take. The, I know you shouldn't rely on rookies to get in your lineup, but you you draft rookies to hope to start. Mm-hmm. You know, none of these guys. Really flex options this year. No. I'll take the two Christians. And yeah. for me personally, I have them both ranked inside of my top 30 receivers. And Stefan is top 12 to 15, 16 in that range, I think, right now for me, dynasty wise. I, I, I would tell you mine, but I think I'm right in the same ballpark. I guess I can look on my phone. Yeah, there you go. Improvise. So normally I have it pulled up on the Mac. But give, give, me, give me uno momento. So. Christian Kirk, I've got at 27. Uh, Christian Watson, I've got at 24. And Stefan Diggs, i got at 15. So I'm right in the mm-hmm. same ballpark. Yeah. Yeah, well, I'll take the Christians. Uh, you can have the early second and late first. I'll take the 206. I'll take a dart on Buck Hinton Hooker, another running back in that range. And from the drafts we've been in, the wide receivers seem to fall, like Mingo, Rasheed Rice. If, if those are the guys you're wanting, the 111 and 201 aren't bad. But you could probably still get a guy, even like maybe Josh Downs. Like you said, Mingo, Rasheed Rice. I'm sure Rasheed Rice would be available at 206. Oh, yeah. Unless I'm in the draft, Josh Downs will be there. Right. I took Josh Downs at 201 earlier tonight. Well, you took Josh Downs at 109 a couple weeks ago, too. Was it 109? It was 109. Yeah. David, I'm proud of it. Yeah, that, that's your guy. And you know, you got the Anthony Richardson stack. Can't be mad at it because you know he wouldn't have made it to your next pick, I don't think. No, no, he wouldn't have. So I was so, like, yeah, fuck it. Go for it. I, I'm I'm all good with reaching in rookie drafts if you believe in somebody, fucking go for it. Yeah, I don't always subscribe to the draft best player available and trade for need. I, it, it, it's another, like, I'm, I'm agreeing with you totally. Um, it's a strategy, but it's never worked for me. No, I don't. I don't want to depend on trades, a hundred percent of the time. You right. might not be able to get them done. Might not find the right partner, the right asset you're looking for. Right, and and everybody values different players differently, obviously. So, who's to say how they value that guy? Exactly. I showed you DMs with another manager I was talking trades with during our draft earlier tonight. Him and I had clearly different values, and he wanted. He had the 103. I had the 104 through 106. 
he wanted the 106 and my 24 first for the 103. Which to me, you know, if you're looking at just normally, you're moving up three spots and giving up first. I'm looking as I'm moving up one spot and burning it first to do so. And you have, and you have three consecutive picks and you're moving everyone up one spot is what you're doing. So Exactly. And I you, told him, yeah. I straight up told him, I said, you're out of your mind asking for that. And he referenced, I traded the 101 for 104 and 105 like two months ago. He goes, oh, it's just basing off your trade, moving down three and getting an extra first. Well, we're not talking we're about not, the We're talking about the 101, not the 104. Exactly. Or 103, whatever the fuck it was. And I just told him, I was like, you know, different assets, different managers, different values. Right. And he said, well... Value shouldn't change manager to manager. I said, what are you talking about? Each manager has a different set of values. Right. So each trade is going to be different. Each negotiation is. He's mad because he couldn't do what you did. Yeah. That's that's why he's mad. And anybody who's sitting there trying to compare Bijan to Bryce Young. Bryce Young. I mean. In this league, I didn't need a quarterback. Right. You know, with Bijan, A. Rich... This guy desperately needed a quarterback. I knew he was going to take one, so why even? You're talking to the wrong manager to try to get that deal done, pal. Right. You need a quarterback in the second best one. I'm, arguably best one available. It's still available at your pick. Just fucking take your pick. Right. I'm looking at Jameer Gibbs, JSN. Right. And then CJ or whoever the fuck. And I was smart enough. I took Jameer, JSN, and I put 106 on the block. And in comes our next trade. You saw me. I about broke my damn phone trying to hit the accept button. I know. You were smashing that screen protection. I'm surprised it didn't crack. Yeah, I might need a new one after that. Might loosen it up a little bit. But I traded away the 106 for Kyler fucking Murray. Straight, Straight up. Straight up. I don't, yeah. This manager I know that, came to me with it. He I, wanted his pick back. And I know that you had talked to, talked to him before uh, with the similar deal, a first for Kyler Murray straight up. And... Um, he said that now nah, I'm gonna keep Kyler because I, you know, I was drinking. I'm good. He's like, I've got to stay off this app when I'm drinking. Right. I'm gonna stick with them. So obviously he was drinking again, and I think he made that clear because he put in the league chat. That was him, right? Yeah, he said, uh, "What's it? Oh, am drunk and watching Minute Black One. Happy Memorial Day weekend. Yeah, am drunk. Right. I yeah, love it. That's at uh, eleven o'clock. Right. I I love it, man. I mean, I love it. It's, oh, yeah, I love this league, but he says this random fucking videos when he's drinking, just talking about random shit. Right. It seems like a cool-ass dude, you know. Um, oh, yeah, he this, this earlier told easy. me that uh, he's excited about my my team, not his, my team build, excited to see where it goes and how it winds up because of the strategy I took in this one. Right. Like, yeah, it's a cool-ass league, mate, not some asshole talking shit all the time. And those are the guys that we want in the leagues we're in, you know, guys that are... Easy, easy, easy to get along with. Leagues. Easy to get along with bullshit with you. Not only active to benefit themselves. Oh, and him and I have made countless deals together in this league. This one particularly. He's in three of our leagues, I think, now. But easy guy to negotiate with. If We've walked away from each other plenty of times because the deal wasn't right. But I know a lot of managers, you walk away from them once, they never want to come back again. Right. Like the guy I talked to earlier about the 103, I feel like I'm not going to make a deal with him for quite some time because of his demeanor when we were messaging and how he was... Basically being an asshole. Yeah, he was seemed like he was rather upset that I told him he was out of his mind for asking for a first. 
on top of the one I was well, talking about owners that are out of their mind. I'm in a, the same league and trade talks with a, a couple people, you being one of them. Um, but the the guy that I'm about to talk about, he inquired about uh, CMC, Aaron Rodgers, and uh, Andrews. And Mark Andrews. Now to preface this, Derek is took over an orphan in a league of mine a year or two ago, and went last, last team. year was my first year with the team. Yeah. So this is my full first full off season with the team. So one now team, he ended up with a 108 pick. He's looking to break it down. Yeah, should have did it last year, but I was because I think you said the year before the guy made, made it to the championship title. game. Yeah. So I was hoping to repeat some luck and make some basically make some free money. Um, didn't happen, or might have made twenty five bucks. Regardless, uh, breaking it down, selling the team, mm-hmm. you know, just start starting fresh, getting younger, getting picks. Getting cap, getting draft capital, blah blah blah. So the guy, like I said, he so he wants CMC, Aaron Rodgers, and Mark Andrews. I think he sent me an offer for all three, and it was complete and total bullshit. No sense in even going over it. But he he asked, "What would I want for each one of them individually?" And so you know, me being me, I said a first and a younger asset. I. I say that more for the CMC side and the Mark Andrews side. Right. The Aaron Rodgers side I get, but it was just a, a one-sentence reply. Uh, draft capital and a younger asset. Quarterbacks, to me, hold a different value. They're, they can be different. But um, And then I messaged him again and kind of elaborated. was like, you know, for Mark Andrews, and I know this was, was a reach, but whatever. I said Mark Andrews, I would take J-Mo, Isaiah Likely. Who's the third? Dallas Goddard. Dallas Goddard. Thank you. I know that's a lot. It's asking a lot. But if you're wanting $5,000 out of a car, you don't say, I'll take $5,000. You start off at eight. You ask for more. And and I kind of feel the same way about you, or how you did about the guy being an asshole. He replied and was like, oh, so you want young studs for older studs. And that just rubbed me the wrong way because Goddard's older than Mark Andrews. I get it's only six months, but if you're going to say that, I'm, if, if we're doing all-player deals, I'm going to get the better end of it because I'm not getting a draft pick. Right. If I was getting a draft pick, and we could do, to me, like if, if I was getting a first, a Goddard and first. That'd be it. Be done. And that's probably a little, little heavy. But You want the studs. I mean, right got to pay up for him, and sometimes that means you have to overpay. That's my thought. Somebody else would give me what I want for Andrews. Yeah. Without a doubt. I'm not just going to give him away for peanuts. But i just rambling a little bit. But uh, I told him, I was like, well, you're the one that's inquiring. You have no first-round pick. Um, I was trying to oh. oh, yeah, because he said something about high-end... Vets for high-end young talent. Let me, yeah, let, let me, let me pull it back up. One, what's high-end about likely? Dallas Goddard's a little older, twenty-eight now. And Jabo, what's high-end about at yeah, least he, two? Yeah, and three. he said high-end youth for older high-end vet. I said you're the one inquiring about a high-end vet without a first-round pick. I don't know what's high-end about Jamo or likely Goddard has less value than Andrews, and is older. 
Now tell the people the subsequent trade that came out of that comment. Oh, when we were when we were talking, he sent me JMO for Christian McCaffrey straight up. The crickets. I, I declined it immediately and didn't counter. There, there is no counter because you're not getting. If I'm trading with Christian McCaffrey, if I'm trading away CMC, I am getting a first plus. There, there's no, there's no buts about it. I'm not trading away CMC without getting draft capital back. No, there's especially your position. I'm breaking yeah, a team. Why? I'm breaking a team down. I want to get younger and get draft capital. Period. Eat simple. Speaking of that, you need to... That one guy hasn't responded to your counter for Gino. You need to say, fuck it, send him the original well, trade back. He might have accepted it. Lock in that 24 first. Okay, that guy that we were just talking about, he, he did message me back. I didn't even pay 24 minutes ago. We've probably been on the podcast for about that long. 29 minutes. He says, everyone seems to still be salivating over him, and he was just the 104 in most draft last year. Who's only seemed to gain hype and value? I don't know. What would you want with JMO for CMC? I mean, let's let's break this down a little bit. Um, I feel like his value has gone down. I don't, oh yeah, absolutely. I don't feel like people are salivating over him anymore. Uh, you can't bullshit a bullshitter. He's gonna miss six games because of the bullshit gambling rule he broke. He played what two games last year, three games last year. Had one catch, forty-one yards, and a touchdown. His value to me has gone considerably down. Yeah, I, I, I had him as I had him as probably. I think he had. I think he still does. But last year, before he got hurt, was the best wide receiver in the class. He was about borderline top twenty for me last year. Today, I have a ranked wide receiver forty-one. Right behind Brandon Ayuk, Johan Dotson. I mean, his value has dropped. A lot. I mean, I understand he was injured. They didn't play in the Pelium last year, but they did. And what did we get? We got a 42-yard touchdown. I think he played four games, and that was it. He averaged like 1.3 or 2.5 fantasy points a game. Right. That's all you gave me? Multiple fucking he only, games? He only had one catch last year, wasn't it? Yeah, just one. That one 42-yard touchdown. That's all you gave me? In four games. Uh, again, understand especially he came after an injury, especially after trading away Hawk. Yeah, yeah, that was after that. You're right. So, who was he competing? Uh, realistically, Sun God, and that's it, right? Yeah. I mean, I get knocking off the dust and all that, but you'd think he'd have more than four catch. or five catches. I think he'd have at least a catch a game. Yeah, you would imagine so, but not the fucking case. And now. In trouble for gambling, gonna miss six games. Right. I'm and I'm I'm still high on him. I, I still think he can be a, a stud, but and I, don't, I by no means am I salivating over him anymore. And me myself, how he referenced that he went the 104 in most drafts last year. I don't give a damn about other drafts. I care about this league and this draft. He went 107. Right. George Pickens went 105. Yeah, because we did this draft after the George Pickens hype had picked up. Yeah. Because so before that, George Pickens wasn't going until early second. So his whole point, oh, he went 104 ADP-wise last year. I, I don't give a shit. He went 107 in this draft. So apparently I, I this league is lower than ADP on him in the first place. Right. And I don't give a shit about ADP because he was drafted last year. And his value has gone down. 
Exactly. We redo the last you're, you're, year's rookie you're draft. Re-rolling him, taking all the risk away, and getting back a known quantity. Jameson yeah. Williams is still a risk. Oh yeah. Especially CM, the type CMC of player. If he, he right. Is. CMC stays healthy. You know what you're getting. Oh yeah. And I I got him trade on the red box right now. Twenty four first to George Pickens for CMC. I I think we're close. I sent you a this this is your counter to me sending you CMC for a twenty four first and Traylon Burks. So we're I, we're close. We're inching our way I, towards I, the finish line. I really want Burks. You obviously really want Burks too. Um, I think if you're wanting this dream to come true, I don't think I'm going to budge off Burks though. We're going to see about that one, pal. I don't really want anybody on the Steelers. Although I think I have Kenny Pickett in that league. No, I don't. No, that's the Flip League. I don't have Pickett. No, no. You're right. You have Carr and A-Rod and Gino and a bunch of other trash. Yeah. Yeah. We're getting there. We're close. We're not far. Because the way it's looking, that CMC market's not too hot in this league for actual... What's the word I'm looking for? Competent trade offers. Yeah. Because when you've had to talk to that guy, I think you had another offer from a different manager that was just a shit show with like a five for yeah, five. The, what I, we kind of talked about earlier, the whole like blockbuster trades three for five. I, in non-best ball formats, I don't like those. Personally. No, well that one in particular, he was trying to give you Austin Eckler in return. Does... What's He's basically the same type of player, aging asset, does me no good. Again, trying to get younger and acquire draft capital. And getting Eckler in return does, does not do that for me. I'd rather have CMC. You would think when you put CMC, <clears throat> Andrews, Devontae Adams, Aaron Rodgers, Alvin Kamara on the trade block, people would get the gist of what the hell you're doing. Right, right. yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm selling team. Apparently not in this league. They just ah, okay. Let's swap similar assets or uh, let me pay you you know pennies on the dollar for your guys because they're vets. Right, and there are guys that get it. Like you and I obviously get it. If I see a team that obviously is like, I mean, there's eight guys put on the dra- on the trade block all at the same time, and they're all vets, aging assets, but still fantasy viable, really good ass, you know, really good point scorers. He's obviously trying to get younger and get draft capital. To me, that, to me, should be common sense. But should be. But apparently not in this one, but also the guy that came to you was the defending champion. And the other guy that came to you is, <coughs> we talked about him earlier, he's the kind of manager that pushes the chips in all in every single year. He's done it, this is our third year, I think, third or fourth year in the league. And every single year, he barely makes it the draft day with his own draft picks. Right. He doesn't have any 23 picks right now. No, that's early. He doesn't even 20, have his 24 first. His earliest 23 pick is like his late third. Yeah. Which, when I say late, I think it's like 307. He's already burned through his first two rounds, his fourth, fifth, his first next year. Again, it's, it's another strategy, but I don't think that. I don't, I don't like that. No, I mean, I love off-season rope. trading as much as anyone else. But this is why you should hold on to your bigger guns until draft day. Right. Things like this. You're like, fuck it. Draft day, I'm looking at my team now for quite possibly the first real time this off-season. And shit. 
I need to tear it down. So look, I'm going to put all these vets on the block. And well, guess what? Now that guy doesn't have the horses that won the race. Right. Because he blew his load too early. Right. He, he could have got the pieces that now I am selling because draft day is here and he couldn't be patient enough to hold his first. Can't bid on shit if he got no money. And now he's, you know, put a nice silver dollar in the middle and surrounded it with some cat shit. Right. Like, here you go. I'll give you this one nice piece, but I'm going to give you five waiver on your fodder while I'm at it. Make right. you feel like you're getting a good deal. I, I mean, I I wouldn't be opposed to JMO, but I think I like, going back to your and, yours and my discussion, or trade yeah, trade talks, I have both Traylon Burks and George Pickens ahead of JMO. Yeah. And you're offering me a first with it. I know your first is going to probably be a 108 to 112 with the way your team's looking. Barring you don't get riddled with injuries. But, like that, if you're if he's offering me J-Mo, I mean, he's not going to like the offer I'm going to send back for J-Mo. No, J-Mo's right now, he's a declining asset. If you take him on, you're not moving for anything valuable until he comes back if he pops. Right. I know that Traylon hadn't popped. George Pickens has shown bursts. Uh, uh, Trey has a little bit too, but I would rather take the risk on those guys compared to a guy who, coming off injury, played four games, got one catch, and now is going to miss another six games. I, I, I don't like that risk. No, it's not worth the reward. I don't think so. In my opinion, for him. not for CMC. No, CMC is twenty six. He is aging, but he's not. 28 like Austin Eckler. Right. He's not 28 like Derrick Henry. He's not 28 like Alvin Kamara. Another guy he, Another guy I have on a trade block. If you are just either lucky or unfortunate that Jameer Gibbs fell to me at 105, said, not, I told you I was coming to knock this league on its ass, and I wanted CMC, Kamara, and Devontae Adams. I was going to give you the 105, my first and second next year, and, you know, pick-ins and one or two other young guys. But, damn it, the thing just is, couldn't pass up Jameer. I, I know that we I just said that, like, I don't like those big blockbuster trades. I say that if you're not getting shit in return. You have the assets to offer a deal like that. Like you said, first, second, next year, 105 this year. I'm glad you didn't because then at 105 I'd have probably been inclined to take Jameer Gibbs and Jameer Gibbs does me no good. So then it would have been like, okay, now I'd probably take JSN, but you're probably getting him at 106. Right. Yeah, I just I field them all like four offers for the 105 and I had one that was 105 and a 24 second for Debo and Miles Sanders. I told him I'm looking for window pieces. Not a bad offer, but not with Jameer Gibbs on the board. If no. I was back at 107, 108, I probably would have pulled the trigger and no, added those 108, two. I would, have, I would have taken that all day long. If I got that offer for my, because I have the 108. If I got that for my 108, I'd take that all day long. Well, if I was a win-now team, yeah. trying to break down. But if, if I was trying to contend again, yeah, I'd take that all day long. Yeah, because I had 101. And- Luckily, I have T-Law and Joe Burrow quarterbacks. So I don't need a quarterback, and had the luxury of taking B. John Robinson. I'm still surprised you didn't take A. Rich. <sighs> I was this close, but with T-Law and Burrow, 
when the hell is he going to play? Or then I you get T. Law Burrow and Tua. No, just T. Law Burrow. Okay. I had Mac Daddy. Gotcha. I made a foolish trade, I guess. Traded him away for a second and Malik Willis. Foolish trade, I guess. But I I have that luxury with locking in T. Law Burrow. I can swing for the fences with Malik. Right. It didn't work out. It's not going to, but it happens. We live and we learn. But I'm adding Bijan and Jameer, and hopefully I'm going to make a title run. It's, I, this is a productive struggle, one of my first ones, and damn it, I did this one right. So this was T-Law's rookie year. We did the startup. I took him 108. I took Burrow in the second. I took Kyle Pitts in the third. And now, looking at my team, pretty happy. I think I'm going to be able to contend this year with my two brand new horses at running back. I would sure shit think so too, to be honest. I was getting excited. I thought that the the database page was going to work, but it's... it's Try Google Chrome. Safari was the one that was messing up with me earlier, and I switched to Chrome. Mm. I will give that a go, because I do have that. Well, we'll go ahead and go to the true meat and potatoes, the main topic of the episode. Last week we did some dynasty buys. This week, naturally, we're going to do some sells. So I'll uh, take the first crack at it. My first one coming from the quarterback position. You're not going to like it because you were professing your love for this man earlier. Justin Fields. I don't have any more shares of Justin Fields. I've sold them all by now. I just not a big believer in him. The talent. That's, I just that's a different tune than what you had. Two, three months ago. No, 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 no. No. The community believes in him. He's a hot commodity, but he's not my hot commodity. I don't think he's going to really go any higher than what he did last year. And with that Bears organization, who knows what the hell they're going to do. Obviously, adding DJ Moore does help. The offensive line is still needs, needs some work. They didn't help him out with the running backs. By letting David Montgomery go. And, you know, Cole Komet's a... I guess he's a serviceable NFL tight end, but he's not a playmaker at the position by any means. Yeah, he's, he's okay. Yeah, I know a lot of people have been comparing the... Justin Fields getting DJ Moore to Jalen Hurts getting A.J. Brown. It's, it's working on Google Chrome. I told you. But A.J. Brown is tears and tears above D.J. Moore when it comes to fantasy as well as in the NFL talking just NFL play style play playing wise right he's way above DJ Moore AJ Brown's an alpha he is a beast DJ Moore's not the knock has always been well he needs a quarterback throwing the ball and he's gonna fucking rock it to the moon DJ Moore yeah DJ Moore has consistently been a thousand plus yard receiver his problem is touchdowns every year I think his career high touchdowns is only four receiving touchdowns a year He's just not a touchdown guy. He's which, not which, big. Right. He's he's a I think he's like five eleven, five ten. He he's not it's not like he's definitely not AJB body type. No. Uh, not at all. AJB I've got as my wide receiver three and DJ Moore seventeen. And no knock to DJ Moore. I still I love DJM. He's my wide but, receiver too, I love it. Right. But he's he's not AJB. They're they're, they're not comparable. Is he going to help Justin Fields? And oh, help abs- him yes. Absolutely. But he's not going to do what A.J. Brown did for Jalen Hurts whatsoever. No. Right. Um, I would say D.J. Moore is more like Devontae Smith. 
yeah. than A.J. Brown. Yeah, they already have Darnell Mooney, Chase Claypool. So the receiving core is it's better, decent, but it's, it's improved. Right. But it, I don't think it's going to be able to it, it doesn't hold lift Phillies. fields up to what yeah. a lot of people are expecting. He's not going to run the ball like he did last year over and over and over and over. It's kind of the same thing we said a couple years ago about Mark Andrews not being able to maintain or repeat that. I don't think there's any way Justin Fields repeats what he did last year on the ground ever again. It would be very hard to. If he does, his career is not going to last. No. Maybe it's also scouting the helmet. He is a Buckeye. Has nothing to do with me being a Wolverine, but historically, Buckeye quarterbacks have not panned out so well in the league. Yeah, yeah, that's that's laziness. You, you that can't, is laziness. You, you can't, you can't oh, say yes, that. Oh, yes, I can. You can't say that. Oh, that's, I just did. That's laziness. Nope. Well, sorry, not nope. It is, but it's a part of it. Maybe I'm wrong on him, but... You're, you're Again, wrong. You're wrong. Commodity. You're wrong saying that. That that is. You, I get, I get he's a hot you commodity. You can sell him high. Oh yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I, like you earlier, you I know it was an old an old offer, but you had well Lamar and like a fourth or some shit for Justin Fields. I told you I'd fucking smash that. No. Give me Lamar, and you're like no 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 fuck Lamar. No no give me Lamar over Fields still. No. no. Yes. I, if Trey Lance comes out and balls out, I'd rather have Trey Lance over Justin Fields going forward. That's a big if. It is, but it's realistic. No. It's in the realm of possibilities, yes. Is it possible because it's not a 100% chance he doesn't? It, it is possible, but that doesn't mean it's going to happen. I didn't say it was. I just said it's realistic. I don't even think that's necessarily true. But well, t- tomato. He's worked with Pat Mahomes' QB trainer, whatever you want to call him. He's fixed his mechanics, supposedly. There's been side-by-side videos of last year at OTAs compared to this year, and he looks much improved. We'll see if he even gets the chance. That's the Gets the chance and let's see him against the live defense. Wow. Um, I, I I do still believe in, in Trey Lance, and I don't want to dive into Trey Lance because we're, we're talking about Justin Fields. But um, if Trey Lance can be... Three quarters of what Justin Fields was last year, I'd be pretty fucking happy. Yeah, but I, I think Trey's a more talented thrower than Fields to begin with. I don't. Justin Fields' deep ball accuracy is impeccable. Well, I didn't see it last year. He was throwing the ball too deep. Chase Claypool for four games. Darnell Mooney. You can't throw the ball to Darnell Mooney. He's not a wide receiver one. You said deep ball. That's what Mooney does well. He He's fast. He can outrun the DBs. Not if he's getting double teamed. He was not getting double teamed. He doesn't have to. He sucks. No, he doesn't. His numbers prove otherwise. That was him as the only target last year. The year before that, he wasn't. He hadn't finished inside the top 36 as a wide receiver. He did. Not this past season, no. I don't think so. Season before, depending on what you're... I believe in our scoring settings he finishes wide receiver 36. Wide receiver 23 in PPR in 2021. Over 1,000 yards that year. And who was throwing him the ball? 23 and 21? Yes. I guess it depends on what scoring settings we use. That's just straight PPR. 
wide receiver 71 last year, but I think he missed some time, too. He missed five games. Yeah. And obviously, he couldn't get... Uh, going into the season, the reports were that him and Fields had a pretty good connection. People expected big things. But again, like you said... Did they have... I feel like they had another receiver in 21, though. Allen Robinson? Yes. He wasn't the wide receiver one. Oh, but Allen Robinson did not play like a wide receiver one either. He may not have played like a wide receiver one, but he drew the attention of the defense. Nah, you're reading too much into that, pal. It's just Allen Robinson. It's not fucking Devontae Adams out there. I don't think so. Allen Robinson, PPR wide receiver 81. In 21? Yep. 410 yards. How many games did he play? 12. He missed five games. Okay. So, you're making my point for me. Thank you. How am I making your point? Because you said Darnell Mooney wasn't the wide receiver one. Obviously was for a handful of games. Still produced. And obviously Allen Robinson, he right. just sucked. But he wasn't go to, getting go to double your, teamed. or go to, go to the game logs of 21. Go ahead. I'm, I'm getting there. You're talking about Allen Robinson like he's... Devontae Adams. No, or no, no, like no. That. But if you have a wide receiver opposite you that you have to realize is a threat, he wasn't the wide receiver one on the team. Allen Robinson was the wide receiver one on the team. And you really think teams are double teaming Allen Robinson? No, but it takes away that cover of one safety over how the top. How do you know that? You don't. How, how would it not? Well, look at before that. That was his. Yeah. He did well the season before. But who the fuck was throwing in the ball? I can't remember. Mitch Trubisky? I think it was. Yeah. I think so. I think it was last year. So if Mitch Trubisky can get Darnell Mooney a thousand yards, I don't see why Justin Fields can't. Even this year, I wouldn't be surprised if he goes over a thousand. I think the Bears were a better team those years, though, too, top to bottom. Defense was definitely better. Defense was hands and shoulders better. And I think the offensive line was a little better, too. Probably, because they're pretty bottom of the barrel. You can't get much worse than what you are now. Um, No, but they're not investing yet, either. Highly, at least. Well, they did this They did did draft some linemen this year. They drafted one tackle from Tennessee, I believe. With the first-round pick. Yeah. I can't remember who it was. But they, I mean, they, it's not like they overhauled it, but they... Threw a dart at the board. It's better than nothing. Right. Because I think we were uh, rooting for JSN to go there. Yes. And they went yeah, off at 10, 10, 10, 8 nine, or 10. Somewhere around there. They might have traded back again. Yeah. Yeah, well, I would have much rather seen JSN go there than tackle him, to be honest. I would have too because we've seen the whole fuck getting an offensive line in the draft work with the Bengals. So why not? Especially Justin Fields is the... His athletic ability, I think he could be fine without yeah, immediately of, ad- immediately addressing the offensive line. Yeah, in terms of like just strictly on the field play, having a mobile quarterback like Fields can hurt your offensive line. They're having to hold up longer or be more agile, move left to right instead of just you know backpedaling or standing somebody up. They got to be more agile, get out on the edge, roll with Fields, not get the holding calls on the edges when he's out running around. So some people, NFL-wise, see that as a negative for an offensive line when you have somebody that's mobile and is looking to get out of the pocket a lot. And I mean, it's that's a fair point, but I feel like 
last year he got out of the pocket a lot because of defensive pressures. Yeah. Yeah. And he ran and he did. He ran a fuck ton. Way more than he should. But when your wide receivers aren't getting separation, what are you gonna do? I could eat my words and be wrong. But like you said yourself, he's not gonna do what he did rushing wise. And that's why I don't think it's sustainable. And that's why he was he finished so high is because of what he did on the ground. Yeah. What because of his passing numbers. Did he break the QB rushing yards in a season? No. He was close though. Because I think last couple weeks he needed to like average like seventy something three yards a game or something. Yeah, and he did. I don't think he did. I know he broke a thousand for sure. Yeah, he but had eleven forty three and eight touchdowns. <clears throat> touchdowns maybe. I could see that again. Right. But another thousand eleven hundred and fifty yards on the ground rushing. I don't. I would be happy with eight touchdowns and like six hundred yards. Yeah. Then passing, twenty two. 17 touchdowns, 11 picks. I'd like to see the TD interception ratio be a little better, but... I wouldn't be surprised if it's around the same numbers this year for passing-wise. Hopefully they'll improve a little bit, but... I I would think that they they have to take a little bit of a jump getting DJ Moore. Um, That losing David Montgomery. I know not a a big loss, but... It's a loss. Yeah. (laughs) It's, it's, It's definitely a loss. Um... But yeah, I, I think I think what you're saying is fair. Uh, I don't think he's a sell, but I, I agree with some of the things you said. Um, he finished his QB six last year. It's I think he's pretty likely that that's his ceiling, without a doubt. Yeah. I don't think he'll ever go higher, and I don't think with the way the Bears are building around him, more lack thereof. I don't think I don't think he'll ever be able to repeat getting that many fantasy points in a season again. So I I can agree with you on some of your stuff. I, I, I still think he's a top 10 quarterback. Yeah, I got him QB9. Right yeah, ahead of... Right ahead of A-Rich, right behind T-Law. Yeah, I got him right ahead of Deshaun and A-Rich, right behind Kyler. I'm not saying he's dog shit or I don't have him ranked highly. Right. I just don't think he's going to... Take that Jalen Hurts step. Replicate that. That a lot of people are expecting the Eagles, or hoping for. And, and that's what I'm saying. I agree with you. The Eagles did a great job of building around Jalen Hurts. The, the Bears. I mean, this... Look who the fuck Fields played with at Ohio State. Played with Olave. Played with Garrett Wilson. He didn't play with DJ Moore type guys. He played with speedsters. Athletic playmakers, not the possession DJ Moore type guys. Right. Could have got Jason to help with that. Chose not to. Which, yeah, not knocking DJ Moore, but he hasn't played with that type of receiver. Right. We've seen at OSU the types he's played with and what has worked with him, like you said, with his deep ball. Part of that was because look who the hell he's throwing to. He's got guys that are good deep ball receivers. DJ Moore's not that. If you, you yeah, swap out Gary I, I Wilson like, on this team, I feel a hell of a lot better for Justin Fields. Like if you swapped him for DJ Moore? Yeah, if you give yeah. me Alave, Garrett Wilson, CeeDee Lamb, Jamison Williams, Jalen Waddle, those type of players, I'd feel a hell of a lot better. Yeah. Being able to utilize the deep ball throw. Exactly. Yeah. No, I, I agree with you. Um, I think it would have been a lot more beneficial to have. I would have loved this team had they had DJ Moore and JSN. 
to me that would oh, yeah. that, that would be beautiful. Would have been, and then also Chase Claypool on the outside because JSN obviously can run the slot. To me, that would have been a significant upgrade. Yeah, let's not not forget Claypool. He ain't dead. He had a great rookie season. And he's the type of receiver we like. Uh, I, I don't have him ranked highly dynasty wise, but he's no, he's not dead. He could be very useful for like for Fields to just chuck it up to a six foot three. Fifty fifty balls, he can win them. Yeah. Yeah. Guy that's gonna maybe get that first step on defender and you just throw it up and he out jumps him. Right. But we'll see what they do with him. I mean they did spend the thirty second pick of the draft on him, ultimately. Right. So I think you're kinda you're kinda stuck you're with him for a to minute. Do something with him. Yeah, you try to figure it out. But we'll move on from my one lowly cell there and Give you some air time on who you're looking to get rid of. Should I stick at the same position? Completely up to you. Well, I'll stick at the same position and um, probably a little bit of a hot take, but Deshaun Watson. Um, I say that. I like, Same thing kind of as Fields. I currently have him as my QB11 in Dynasty. So still a QB1. Um, but what I saw on tape last year was not very reassuring. I think he had seven passing touchdowns, five interceptions. His completion percentage was the lowest of his career at, I think it was 52.8%. Um, and then fantasy-wise, he was 25th in the league in fantasy points per game for a quarterback. I know, knocking off the rust, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But that I was not expected more. I expected a lot more. Uh He's got, um, I mean, Amari Cooper's not a slouch. Same thing. Amari Cooper's, dynasty-wise, isn't much. But as an NFL wide receiver, he's still probably a top 12 wide receiver in the league. Oh, he's a right-running savant. He's, right. If you're an NFL quarterback, you're he's, over he's, the moon to have him. Right. He's, he's. I mean, look at what he did with Dak. Look at what he did with uh, Derek, Derek Carr. Carr. You know, he's a, he's a monster. I get that he's now he's got Elijah Moore and I think they they still have DPJ and Joku. Mm-hmm. I mean he he's got the weapons, um, but I'm personally I'm I'm out on him. I don't know if missing as much time as he did if that fucked him up or he got paid and doesn't give a shit now or or what. But I I was not impressed with anything he put on film last year. I attribute it to he hasn't played football in what. Uh, a year, and a, year and, half, and a half at that point. Two years at that point. Yeah. So me, I'm chalking up to just been out of football for quite some time. But then again, we've seen that case with uh, Jamar Chase. I know different positions and whatnot, but he came out preseason, looked like dog shit, but look what he did his rookie year. He knocked the rust off like that. Now, granted, I know, different positions, whatever. But still, we've seen similar situations with that COVID year. Players skipping football for a whole year coming in the FL and still being fine. Right. I, I, I try with to... Deshaun being elite, I'm sure we all expected a lot more out of him. He was a top five dynasty quarterback beforehand, and he was right. killing it. I'm sure we all expected not that level. But, but 75 to 80% of what yeah. he was before with... I mean, that that's where I'm at with it. Like, the throws and, and the numbers and, and the interceptions and bad reads and stuff... Like, I get you were out of the game for a year and a half, two years, however long. So I, I can get, like, the knock, knocking the rust off and stuff, but, like, the mental, you should be ahead of that. Yeah, but how much of this do we 
attributed to playing in the NFC, or sorry, the AFC North compared to the AFC South. For sure, the competition's tougher. I mean, I'll, I'll give you that, but you also have weapons. Yeah. He also was very keen on one receiver most of the time. It was D-Hop or Brandon Cooks mixed in with Will Fuller down the field. So it's not like he, he never throws to the fucking running backs. So I think, thinking more about it, I think him coming into a much tougher conference overall, plus defensively, compared to playing the fucking Jaguars, Titans, and Colts on defense six times a year. You're playing the Bengals, Ravens, and Steelers, some of the top defenses in the league. And when he just likes to fucking suck D-hop off because he's a fucking beast and no one's going to guard him, he doesn't have that anymore. He doesn't have that big, strong receiver. He's got a route-running savant that maybe has a tough time because of the DBs he's facing. So Deshaun, I think he's playing much tougher competition. Maybe that has a little bit to do with it. I mean, it, it certainly could. Um, you know, outside of the fantasy football thing, the, this this big old contract, if I was the Browns, I'd probably be kicking myself in the ass right now because I, I would have I expected more. You can get there and pay a guy a lot cheaper who's just going to feed the ball to Nick Chubb. Yeah, easily. They also drafted uh, Cedric Tillman. Yeah, Cedric Tillman. So, that was their first draft pick, actually. I mean, they, they, they are trying, and they're getting him weapons. Um, he's a sell for me because I was expecting a lot more, and he it looked more than just being rusty. Yeah. And I, 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 I agree with you. The competition is 100% harder. All of those three teams, like you said, the Ravens, Bengals, and Steelers, are all great defensive teams. It's like uh, you graduated from the S- the ACC to the SEC. Right. It's it, it's a big difference, but the cream rises to the crop. Yeah. And or should at the Browns too? They apparently hold Elijah Moore in high regards because they did give up a second. Right. I know they got back a third, which was their first pick that they took took Cedric Tillman, but they gave up the very first pick in the draft. Mainly for Elijah Moore. Right. So maybe there's big things coming there, and that him and Deshaun will have a really good uh, connection or what. But hopefully, he gets his shit together and we see even 85% of what we used to see in Houston. That would be great for fantasy football. I think he would need to to justify that contract. So we need more than that to give you $233 million fully, fully guaranteed. Fully guaranteed. Right. Toward, I, I mean,. Getting Deshaun and paying that type of money, I'm anticipating being a contender. Especially the favor that they did him. Right, right. To pay him that one and that a half one million dollars year for one, one year. Yeah. Because they know his ass wasn't playing the whole year. They they didn't have to do that. No. But they did him that solid. So, oh, fuck it. We'll give you about the minimum. They're going to take it away from you anyways. Right. So they're paying what? $231.5 million over three years, I think. Maybe it's four. Five. I can't remember if it's four or five. But either way, they're playing paying that much over three. They, they did him a super big solid, without a doubt, with the way they that contract was structured. Um, yeah. but, uh, you sign him, you sign him to that money, he needs to make us playoff contenders. Oh, yeah. We need to be in discussions for winning the division. Yeah, unfortunately, with the division they're in, that's doesn't seem like they made a, a good bet, in my opinion, with that. With that signing. Uh, maybe another hot take, but I probably would have rather extended 
uh, Baker gave him these same weapons and save a lot of money and see where that goes. Maybe two years, extend Baker for two years, give him two years, $45 million, and see where you, see go. Where you can go. Because now they've shot themselves in the foot giving up all that damn draft capital. Right, right. Then you at least still have drafts and draft capital. Even if you sucked with Baker, you at least have your draft capital and have the opportunity to move up and get a quarterback. To replace him. Yeah. Now you're you're stuck with what you got for years. And you could if be Deshaun does, back I mean, if winning. Deshaun doesn't work out, I mean, you're entirely fucked because Nick Chubb will be done. It, it, the defensive players that are coming off of their rookie contracts or gotten paid will be damn near done. I mean, mm-hmm. you're, they're, win, they're in a win-that window. Yeah. You know, so we'll see. Who do you got next on your sell list? Oh, let me look, let me look, let me look. Probably a little late on this guy, uh, but <laughs> Javante Williams. Um, okay. Okay. You know, he's he's missed time, and then um, that Denver offense entirely. I know that you got Sean Payton now, so there might be a little bit of fire under there again, maybe get him going a little bit. Um, but with them getting Russell Wilson, I feel like it's it's going to be the Russell Wilson show. Probably. Wouldn't be surprising. They still so they got Jerry Judy. They still have Cortland Sutton. Cortland. Uh, did they draft and Marvin Mims? Yes, thank you. They still have Alberto, Greg Dolchich. Right. So they've. I, I think it's one of those things where there's a, a fair bit of mouths to feed, and I don't think Javon. I think Javante Williams is going to fall. He's going to be lower on the totem pole compared to those guys. I mean, they also signed a Samaje P Ryan to. It. A halfway decent deal to be a backup. Right. And we saw what Samaj P. Ryan did last year with uh, when Mixon was missing some time. Um, Javante Williams, to me, looked the best when he was splitting time with who he split time with. Was Melvin it, uh, Gordon. Thank you. Melvin Gordon. I just haven't been impressed with Javante Williams since that backfield has been his. And again, he tore his ACL. Yeah, his ACL. Yeah. I mean, as of yesterday, he was at OTAs. Uh, he was running routes, cutting, and reports are per someone from the Broncos that uh, he, right now, as of right now, he's not going to start training camp on the pup list. So they expect him at training camp then to actually be training. Well, good. When you go to sell him, you can say that. Yeah. I, I agree. He's a big sell for me. I want nothing to do with him. Again. You you were a year ahead. I'm a year late. Um, Especially with coming off an ACL as a running back. It's going to be a few weeks for him to get ramped up before we see his regular production. There's going to be your buy window. Right. The buy, I'm selling him at any point in time, but the buy window, I'm not buying Javante right now. No. I'm buying his ass week three when we're seeing dismal numbers from him. And taking that hit for... Hopefully a couple more weeks until we see what we really want to see out of him. Right. You don't buy the, like Brees Hall, you're not buying his ass right now. You're buying him the first month of the season when he's handling, you know, 40%, 50% of his normal load. Right, because he's just getting acclimated back into the offense and you're Aaron Rodgers is going to put on a show. So, exactly. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. It's going it's to be the same thing I feel like with Javante Williams. Getting acclimated, getting back in the speed of the game. Uh, build up a little bit of touches, but not not scoring a whole lot of fantasy points. I would sell him now because the outlook is positive. He's not going to miss time. Not going to be on pup list. Participate in the OTAs. Blah blah blah. I would sell him now 
get as much oh, as yeah, you can out of him. Today's a perfect day. You get positive reports out of OTAs that he's out there actually playing and see video of him a catching po- and positive reports. Cutting, yeah. Right. Put that shit in your league, in your league chat. Oh, look, Javante's looking pretty fucking good. Seven months post-op. It's arguably like the same thing as Cam. Yeah. You know, after his, when his positive reports are coming out about his injury, that he's far exceeding recovery timetables and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah. I've got Javante Williams at my RB11, so, I mean, he's... RB11? Yeah. I can't complain too much. I have him as my RB, well, 18. You can complain. I probably have him, uh, he's he's in my tier 4. He's in my tier 3, obviously. Uh, Yeah, he's top of my tier 4, sounds like about the top of your tier 3. Yep, he's number 1 in my tier 3. But... Speaking of another guy that is in my tier four, ranked number nineteen, mm-hmm. one of my cells, probably my favorite cell, that you can easily move him like butter at this point. Tony Pollard, your cowgirl. Where do you have him at? RB nineteen. He's my RB eighteen. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, but he can easily be moved right now. Everyone's on the Tony Pollard train. We all love him. I, I did before he got hurt. Right. Not saying that the injury is the sole reason, but he's coming off pretty nasty injury. He's going to same things we talked about. He's going to need that ramp up period for him to get get his sea legs back under him and get going again. Right. And also, he's already twenty six. Yeah, he's we talked about this many times. He's about talked, Zeke's age. Yeah, we we've talked about it. I mean, a handful of times. I think there was a misconception that Todd Pollard was two or three years younger than Zeke, and he's he's like again like six months younger than Zeke. He was a very late bloomer in college and coming out. Uh, Keep Drake Cut has him a wide receiver thirteen, so borderline. Oh, sorry, fuck, running back, running 15. back. So borderline RB one for Keep Trade Cut right now in the community. Sell the shit out of his ass. His oh, ADP is like fifth round, I think, right now. His ADP is going to be fucking 10th rounder later next year. I would almost yeah. guarantee it. Oh, yeah. Coming off the injury, I the Cowboys think... look like they're going to be more pass-heavy this year yeah. than they have been years past. Uh, Luke Screwmaker is going to have a role in that short, intermediate game. And it's on a franchise tag. Right. Good old Uncle Jerry didn't want to invest in it long-term. That should be telling, especially after they just re- released Zeke. They, they need that gap-filling running back for one year. Yeah, they could, great, between now and the season, they could still work out an extension. But I don't see it happening. They're, they're not, they just went through this with Zeke. They're not going to re-sign a 26-year running back. No. Then they drafted Deuce Vaughn. I'll be in sixth round. But from the reports I've seen, they're pretty positive that he might have a role, a pass-catching role that Tony Pollard's been I, I making his hay on. I really like Deuce Vaughn. Um Outside of the fact that his dad is a part of the Dallas Cowboys organization, uh, I've been a fan of Deuce Vaughn when he was at Kansas State for several years. Uh, oh, yeah. He's there forever. I feel like he's a, a serviceable back, and like you said, draft him in the sixth round. Why can't he be not on the same level, but like a James Robinson type for Jackson? You know how he was with Jacksonville. Yeah. You know, you got him for cheap, run him into the fucking dirt, and when he's done, replace him. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's uh, assuming he's serviceable. Right. That's why I'm selling them. Age, injury, long-term outlook, there is none right now. I mean, that's basically the trifecta. He's 26, so he's an aging asset. 
I mean, look at the RB market right now. Almost nobody got paid outside of Miles Sanders. Uh, Josh Jacobs is back making $10 million on his franchise tag, I think. Mm-hmm. He would not have gotten that on the open market, which is sad. A fucking Dalvin Cook, instead of being traded, cut, released, whatever, going elsewhere, he could take a pay cut from Minnesota and still make more than he would on the open market. Right. The RB market is just... Teams are finally realizing that they don't need to pay running backs to win. Exactly. And Pollard better soak in all that money and invest well because it's probably the highest he's ever going to get paid in the rest of his career. Right. Being 27, coming off, or being... 27 next year, hitting the open market. Who knows what it's going to look like next year. Could be the same, could be worse. I don't think it'd be worse. Because everyone's uh, adopting the Patriots' way of running backs. Burn them and churn them. I figured it would have happened already, to be honest. Yeah. But now the whole league's on it. Draft them cheap. They'll have to draft him highly unless it's a generational guy. In my opinion, and I feel like this has happened over the last several years since, like, you know, before Zeke even, like those those running backs that are at the very top of the class, not necessarily generational, but like great running backs who can probably go down in history as, you know, arguably the team's best running back ever. Mm-hmm. Um Basically, running backs drafted within the top 15, top 15 picks. Outside of that, I mean, I'd wait till the third, fourth round to even attempt to take another one. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You're going to pay them around the same amount. They're going to be serviceable. Do what you need. You're, you're going to get 85% of the production at 60% of the cost. Yeah. That's all a money grab. Right. Why invest in a position that's more than likely to get hurt than other positions? Get the shortest shelf life. Mm-hmm. Unless you're going to treat them nicely, like the Falcons playing to with B. John Robinson and how Jameer Gibbs is going to be played in Detroit. And those guys are both drafting in the top 15. Not like you're fucking treating Najee Harris and Le'Veon Bell in Pittsburgh. And DeAndre Swift. And Derrick Henry. Right. Well, that's to my running back sell at this point in time. And you can sell them pretty easily. Shouldn't have uh, too much hassle getting them. What you want or close to what you want out of Pollard right now. The the only concern is just injury. But I, he's, he's the clear-cut one in that backfield. It, mm-hmm. it still shouldn't be a problem. No. Everybody loves the Cowboys offense. Right. And a lot of people are assuming he's going to soak up what Zeke left behind. And there's uh, an argument that he could, but I would capitalize on that value before I can't. Yeah. That's for sure. But who do you have next? This one looks uh, nice and juicy. Wasn't he one of your buys last week? Probably. OBJ. Yeah. Can't believe you're getting you're selling him. It's too early. Too early. Too early. He hasn't even hit the field yet. I am selling him. I'm selling him off the hype of him being the wide receiver one in Baltimore. The guy we talked about last week has no ACL, so hopefully he can't tear him again. But I, he's 30. I want no pieces of him. I don't even know what he looks like anymore, but I'm selling him because I think he's only going to be a shell of himself. This could be like a Des Bryant situation all over again. Looks like he lost three yeah. steps. Isn't worth the cleats that he's running in. I hope that's not the case, but I'm, I am I would 
his his value is obviously it's came back up after he signed the deal with Baltimore. Everybody's excited about him. I just sell him now before his value is nothing. You tried you tried to do it to me in one of our leagues. I tried to do it everybody in that fucking Debbie league rounds three through five. What could you get a fifth round pick? I know a fifth round Debbie depleted pick. You were trying to do it. That's why. That's why he's here. Judging by the contract the Ravens gave him, they must have saw something they loved to give the man fifteen million. Guaranteed. They should have waited and hoped for DeAndre Hopkins. They were trying to trade for him. They should have waited and hoped for DeAndre Hopkins. I, I would 100% rather pay DeAndre Hopkins the same amount of money. Would you DeAndre. pay him double? DeAndre double? Yeah, would you pay him two year, 30 million guaranteed? Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. Because I know he'll be back for a year or two. <laughs> Odell's going to be there. For maybe half a year? Hey, you said it yourself. No ACL equals no torn ACL. That's a joke. We know that's not how it works. I, all things aside, the surgery went well, looked good, whatever. But I I have no faith in the guy. And again, he's going to be playing in the AFC North. At a tough division against tough defenses. He hasn't played With a quarterback Super who's Bowl. not known to have a great arm. He hasn't played since the Super Bowl. Against, right, for the Rams, against the Bengals. So you're talking a year and a half ago. Yeah, by the time he hits the field, yeah. Over 18 months. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I've always been a big OG, OBJ fan. Oh, I'm a fan. Guy, yeah, I'm, I'm a fan through and through. I love OBJ. I just, fantasy-wise, I want nothing, nothing with no. him. I tried to sell him. I couldn't. I still fucking have him. Right. I still can't sell him to this day. I've tried. It's just impossible. Even at Debbie League, I can't even get a 24 depleted pick so far. Nobody wants his ass. Maybe it's not the right time to sell him, but he's a sell. But maybe in other leagues, maybe it's just that league where you have too many sharp players. It's, so it's like, probably because Debbie picks are... I'm surprised nobody would give you anything like a like a 25th or a, or a fifth round Debbie pick. Like to me, that's a little crazy. I don't think a 25 fifth round pick at this point. Right, I didn't because I wanted Rasheed Rice. That's why. But I guess use OBJ. He can fit nicely into your flex. Nice and cozy for three to four weeks before he shatters his knee again. Yeah, more than what you're going to use Rasheed Rice for. Rasheed Rice has a ceiling. That he could possibly hit. Maybe. OBJ has a floor that he's hitting and hopefully bouncing back up from. We'll see how it works out. I think it works out well for him for the most part. I mean, I hope nothing for the best for him. I just, I want no pieces of him. If I had him, I'd try to sell him at all costs. If I get anything out of him. It'd be hard to start in the first month or so to be, to rely on him. Yes. We'll stick within the good old AFC North. We might as well just name this the AFC North episode, apparently. But I'm selling Pad Fire Muth. Uh, we talked about him off air earlier when we were talking about trades. He's got a little bit of a concussion problem going on. Never like to see that for anyone. But he's never missed a game in his NFL career. He missed one. Oh, I'm sorry. One, one. game. That's right. But he's I'm sorry. I'm, just, I'm, pulling, I'm pulling a U on you. But he's, missed, he's had multiple concussions already. You know... Being a tight end, being a big guy like him, he's going up, he's banging around with the defensive linemen. And he's, and he's a brute. And then the division he plays in. He's on the in. ground. Right. It's bound to happen. 
but unfortunately it seems like he might have a chronic problem going on here. The Brandon Cooks. You're gonna yeah. see it every year it seems like so far. Also Kenny Pickett. I just think Kenny Pickett fucking sucks. Sorry, Kenny. But I just think he sucks yeah. so far from what I've seen. And maybe he's gonna improve. You know Always like, possible, you never know. You don't like Kenny two gloves? No, he needs to go to Kenny no gloves. He doesn't deserve any fucking gloves. He's not Teddy Bridgewater. This is that hometown story that's not going to work out. Yeah, just don't like his quarterback. Too many fucking mouths to feed. That too. That's Deontay, a, that's a one. Pickens, Najee. Whether people want to admit it or not, I think Darnell Washington is going to be involved. Whether it's just blocking, he's going to be a big fucking red zone target. Uh, yeah, I don't know why people would think he's not going to be involved. He's fucking six foot seven. He's going to be involved at some point in the past. He's going to run routes. He's doing it OTAs. Right. He's not keep being converted to a fucking lineman, people. No. Let it go. Right. He's a tight end. He's too damn athletic Say and gifted. Say for the people in the back. Tight end. That's right. Our, our guy. He's going to he's gonna have a little bit of an impact on Fire Muth. Maybe not a huge one, but in the red zone, I can definitely see it. Oh, and yeah. that's where we want Fire Muth is getting those fucking touchdowns. Fire Muth is, is a big body and should be getting those red zone targets along with yeah, taking those red zone targets away from a guy like Chase Claypool. Yeah. Now that you brought in Darnell Washington, who is bigger, more athletic, and can catch the ball one-handed, Pat Fire Muth, what, what, what's he going to be used for? Yeah, and it's obviously still going to be a run-heavy offense, judging by their draft. Draft to the Georgia offensive tackle. Draft to Darnell Washington to help in the run game. They're still going to be committed to Najee Harris on the ground. And, and Jalen Ward. And I think they're doing that because they realize Kenny Pickett's not a very good quarterback. Precisely. Yeah. And and Deontay Johnson's still going to get his 150 targets. And oh, blah, yeah. Blah, blah, blah. He's going to drop 75. George Pickens is going to get pissed if he doesn't get at least 120 targets. Blah, blah, blah. It's there, There's too many mouths to feed. I, I agree with you. I still like Pat F. Uh, but, yeah, I'd, I'd be selling him, too. If they didn't draft Darnell Washington and the Georgia offensive tackle, I probably wouldn't be selling them if they would have went a different direction with their draft. But clearly they're still going to be committed to the ground and pound if they wanted something else in that tight end room. Right. They wanted some competition in that tight end room. If they did it, they would have drafted Washington or they would have drafted to be in alignment. They didn't. They're not, not going to. Right. But that's all I got for myself this this time of year, I've, I have Pat F. I want one team. I was trying to sell to you earlier. Yeah, no, that's why I threw that. What you said to me right back at you. Um, Just not the, yeah, that was when I was trying when I, the and Mark Andrews wasn't it? Yeah, You're trying to get Mark Andrews. Yeah. Trying to give you a fire youth and a pick for Mark Andrews, make you younger. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good on that one. But gotta get rid of them. I think on that team, thankfully, I have Kyle Pitts. Yes. So I can't get I contemplated offering, seeing what you would take for Kyle Pitts, but... Ah, you should know the answer to that. Nothing. Nada. Yeah. <laughs> Where do you have Pat Farmuth in your dynasty rankings? Uh, today? Nope. Yes. He is... Tight end... Six. Me too. Tier so three. we both still like him. Not that I don't like the guy again, just it's like just Justin Fields. Injury prone. That's why I don't... Our home league... For example, it's always like this. Me, in particular, I put someone on the block. Oh, what's wrong? He must with him? suck. What's wrong with him? Uh, he, Paul's trying to get rid of him. He sucks. He knows something. What no. always, what always cracked me up about the home league was like when you, like you said, you would put people on the trade block, 
and they would assume you had insider information and that an injury or something crazy was about to hit the, was about to hit the the news outlets. I was like, no, I just I could get good value for trying him. to sell him. You know, it was an IDP league. It was the same thing. Like, you traded me Patrick Queen, and as soon as it happened, our, yeah. our one of our buddies was like, "Oh, he sucks." Paul knows there's something wrong with him, and then sure as shit, the next two weeks, his not necessarily position changed, but role in the defense changed. He went back to what he was the year before his rookie seasons. His rookie season, and he holds that season put, very well. Put out points like he did his whole rookie year. That one didn't work out well for me. No, it worked out great for me. You can have a guy highly ranked. You can like the fucking guy, but if it's a good opportunity to extract some extra value out of him, and capitalize on some value. Why the hell wouldn't, wouldn't you? Like Justin Fields, everyone's ah top ten quarterback. Got to keep him. No, because I can get very good value out of him. It reset to another quarterback I'm more confident with. Right, re-rolling something else. Exactly. I got I mean, Justin Herbert ranked QB seven. Do I want him right now? Fuck no. Right. I got Justin Herbert QB six, but that doesn't right doesn't mean I want him. So just because you have someone as a buy or sell doesn't mean anything about how you perfect example view the player. You got Lamar Jackson QB five. You have zero shares. You I don't have want zero him. shares, and I don't want him. You turn down Justin Fields. Just because you're selling him doesn't mean you don't like the player. Doesn't mean he's not highly ranked. Exactly. Yeah. The two cells that are in the top six, top eight of the third position groups, for me personally, Tony Pollard's top twenty running back. Deshaun's at eleven. Um, who did I do it? I lost train of thought. Javante. Javante, running back eleven. There's a trend here. OBJ. I mean, OBJ's obviously outside. Currently unranked. Yeah. 75th. <laughs> Something like that. Your Javante needs updating. Sounds like that's from a couple of years ago. No, 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 no. But you got anything else for Dynasty folks listening in on this episode? Uh... Not really that I can think of. Okay, I'm going to ask you a, oh boy. a simple question. Or I should have asked. In your dynasty rankings, do you have Antonio Gibson rated higher than Javante Williams? No, I wish I did. Antonio Gibson's RB32. Although I have not updated that in a while. Gotcha. It may be a little bit higher if I would redo it right now. A little higher, how high? <sighs> off the top of my head. Off the top of the rankings. One, two, three. Top 30, top 28, maybe. You gotcha. Just coach speak. He was uh, our by the week, week before last. Very good coach speak coming out. Uh, Rivera says he's grown and improved. Wants to get him involved. No offensive coordinator, who is Eric Bienemy, who was a receiving running back himself in his heyday from Colorado. He's, I think he's going to use Gibson very well. He was the same type of player, so he knows better than anyone how to be used. So I just think it's, it's looking up for him again. And I don't know if I sent it to you, but I saw something, a video on TikTok, I think. In his first two years, he fucking smashed. And then last year, he didn't do so well. It's like, do we really think the first two years were flukes? He's not good? Dude's a absolute monster of an athlete. 
do we really think those two years were just flukes and he just sucks all of a sudden or what? I mean, I'm, I'm an Antonio Gibson fan uh, myself. I kind of think it was like a little bit of a mental thing last year. Uh, yeah, I mean, the like they drafted Brian Robinson and then he couldn't hold on to the ball. Yeah, and then the offense just wasn't flowing for him. You know, imagine you, you put up numbers like he did his rookie year and second year in, and then they draft a running back, what, in the third round? Yeah. And they go, oh, shit. And this is going to be your third season playing running back or fourth season playing running back. That's thing people always forget with Gibson. He was a wide receiver in college. He was knocked out of the running back room by Kenneth Gainwell in Memphis. Right. He was also a Juco player. Right. So he's only in Memphis for a season or two. Uh, right, that's exactly what I was getting at. You know, he still, I, I'm sure he's learned it now, but he was learning the position and was still putting up good numbers. And, and he was not being used properly, in my opinion. They were running him up the gut most of the time. That's not, I know he's like 6'2", 6'3", 220 plus. He's a big dude, but he's a big, fast dude. He's he's an outside the tackle runner. He's a Christian McCaffrey type of guy. Get him in space. Let him, let, him, let him create with the ball in his hands. Exactly. Not just jam him up the center's ass. Right. That's it's what Brian a, Robinson's there for. Right. Which I think is what Brian Robinson was drafted for. You've got your yin and your yang. You know, your, your cha- he's your change of pace back now. Although, he was drafted because he could hold on to the football. Antonio Gibson that, that, that wound up being the, the reasoning behind it, yeah, because Antonio Gibson had the Funkaruskis, but... Hopefully he's fixed. I know he had some surgery this past off season to get himself right. I think he's coming for a big season. Entirely possible. And I love it. Number one fan of the Antonio Gibson fan club over here. Yeah, you've led that charge for about three years now. It's not going to fucking change. I'm, I will die on that in that club. I just think it's coming. I think it's a perfect, not a perfect, but a great storm mixture of new coach. Ron Rivera's loving him right now. Wide open offense, new quarterback, new team name because the trademark was declined for the Commanders. So hopefully we get the good old Washington football team back. I was a big fan of that one. But I just think things are looking up for him. And again, his first two seasons were great. Last season was just a dud. Multiple, multiple reasons. But we're going to go ahead and get out of here on that note. Appreciate you guys listening. You can find us all on Twitter at Gump7285. You can find Derek at D underscore Cook93, and that's K-O-C-H. You can find the podcast page at Gridiron underscore F-S. If you could, please, just take a couple minutes of your time and leave us a review on whatever podcast uh, source you're listening to us on. We would really appreciate any type of feedback. Hit us up on Twitter with feedback. Just uh, shoot the breeze about football. Any questions you might want to ask us, trades, whatever. But we'll see you guys again next week, and hopefully you have a good holiday weekend. Thanks, guys. See ya.